Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. All right, welcome back to the Lisa Pizik Show. Lisa Pizik here, and I'm so excited today. I'm here with my good buddy, Sean. He's a certified high-performance coach, and we're going to be talking about risk-taking, overcoming fear, taking that path. You know when you got plan A and plan B, and you just keep taking plan B because it's safe and comfortable? How do we either jump into plan A start to take those steps towards plan A and just live that life that you love and live that life that you know that you're meant to live. So let me tell you a bit about Sean. So yes, he's a certified high performance coach. He helps entrepreneurs and people learn about personal development so they can consistently, I love that word, consistently experience more joy, growth, and impact in their lives. Now, for the last 11 years, Sean has worked in various technical positions at Walmart and Apple, and he's worked in logistics and software development and quality assurance. But for the last three years, he's served as a high-performance coach to executives, entrepreneurs, mental health professionals out in California, and he helps his clients reduce stress, finish overdue, I love that word too, overdue (laughs) personal goals and connecting more with their kids. So you should be getting an idea in your mind of how awesome Sean is and he's here with me today. So Sean, thank you for being here with me. Oh, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be here um, because I love what you're doing and it's Yeah, I'm just, I I can barely talk. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And Sean and I met online and we're all kind of connected in this like high performance, one up in your life kind of community. And I think our energy and our spark just kind of instantly connected. And I was like, I got to get this guy on my podcast because you know, when you meet a person that you know is heart centered, you know, is focused, you know, is driven and you know, just truly leads with that authenticity and that integrity. And those were the, and that just respect kind of jumped out when I met Sean. So I knew that I had to bring him to you guys because you're going to get the real deal in our time together. So Sean, tell me a bit about for those that don't know what certified high performance coaching is, or you know, you you're an Apple and the techie kind of side of stuff, and Walmart, and then you're like, okay, personal development and high performance. So tell me a bit about that. Okay, so um, first, um, certified high performance coaching really is just helping people consistently beat what is ever normal in their life. You know, so if you are, you know at a point in your career or business where you're kind of plateaued, like a a certified high performance coach really steps in to help you kind of get to that next level, you know, level up Mm -hmm. and in your health, you know, if you've plateaued in the gym or with your running or nutrition and stuff, like Mm -hmm. we help you get to that next level of health or even with relationships. Mm -hmm. So the journey to certified high performance or to being a certified high performance coach is kind of <laughs> a weird kind of uh, path, 
I guess. Yeah. And looking back, it's really weird. So really, like for me, it started with a bad relationship, you know, like mm -hmm. so many other things. Mm -hmm. And realizing that it was me, you know, like not being confident enough, not picking the right people. I'm not sure if you've ever had. <laughs> we all have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to like figure out like, oh, it's me. And then being the big uber nerd that I am, I'm like, okay, how can I study this? And that got me into Dale Carnegie. Um, I took some of his personal development courses because there's corporate training out there for that. I started reading about personal development and eventually through trying to just become more confident and more okay with myself mm. so that I could be, and kind of like, you know, we all kind of have that stuff that we grew up with that we have to like figure out as we go into adulthood, like figuring that out. Like when I was like 25, 26, you know, maybe I was a little bit late there. I, I have no idea when that happens mm -hmm. for other people, but for me, yeah, figuring that out led me to um, this guy, Brendan Burchard. So, yeah. and that was like 2010 way, way back. And so, he does personal development and he also does business training stuff. And that's, you know, we know each other through some of Brennan's things and yeah. that guy's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's how we meet awesome people like, you know, you and all the other people in that community. So I cannot speak highly enough of yeah. them. Yeah. And um, so from there, I was working at Walmart and he started doing this business stuff and I'm like, I had tons and tons of student debt coming out of school, going into corporate America. My first job was at Walmart and it was, it's a beautiful area in Arkansas and it's a really high stress job with, you know, um, support going across the globe mm -hmm. for the logistics systems and merchandising and stuff that I was working on essentially. And so it was always on call, just putting in like, you know, it was a minimum 50 hours a week, usually more depending and if things broke sometimes you weren't sleeping so it's really stressful and I was really kind of feeling like you know I enjoy the work but it's not I'm not connecting with it and yeah. so with Brendan's stuff and the student loan stuff I had uh, read all this personal finance stuff so Dave Ramsey Sue Orman um, a bunch of people online blogs and stuff just trying to figure out my situation because at that point in my life like my culinary aspirations was like real macaroni with real cheese. Like that was <laughs> right out of college, right? That's all I wanted. And with all the student like loan stuff that I had to pay, I was like literally making decisions like, do I buy food? Do I pay rent? Um, do, how much do I put in my, my uh, gas do I put in my car, you know? Damn. And, um, you know, you, you do that for a while and get super stressed out. So, Good news is I figured that stuff out and I had all these notes from student debt and I'm like, okay, I should do this. And this is probably about 2011 where I'm thinking about, hey, I have this idea for a business to help, you know, serve other people with this. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have this corporate gig and so that's taking a lot of my time mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I want to yeah. do a good job there because that's, you know, just how I was raised. You, you, do, you, you have a job, you work and you yeah. focus on it and you do as the best job you can. Yeah. And, um, but I had the idea, like I should turn this into a business. So from there, that's, um, 
when I had started to think like, I have to make a decision, like, am I going to try this business or am I going to, um, you know, just continue doing this and whatever. And then I remember thinking like, eventually it got to a point where it was kind of like hemming and hawing. And I'm sure you, we've all been there too. When you have a, a big transformation you want to make in your life and the career with, you know, upgrading your relationship, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, having kids or moving across the country or, you know, mm-hmm. or Europe, if you're able to, or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, um, there was a year of me kind of like trying to figure that out. And then at a seminar called high performance Academy, about third buddy, Brendan, yeah. um, I was asked the question, are you living your truth? And I nearly fell out of my chair because I didn't like the answer to that question. So, and this is a long way on how I became a coach, but um, this, this story is really important to the topic you know, we were talking about is yeah. making the big jump and making the big risk. And this is the pivotal point that I can trace to becoming a coach. So, um, but I didn't like what I, um, the answer to that question, are you living your truth? Yeah. Um, and it's something I think everyone should be asking themselves often. You know, we don't really think about, you know, sometimes you get so into the bustle and hustle of life and things are just happening that you don't stop to take a minute and be like, wait, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this where I envision my life? You know? Yeah. So um, I made the decision that I was going to, you know, two months, I was going to get my affairs in order. I wasn't tied down with any relationships at the time. Um, I had wanted to get back to a, a bigger city. I had ideas of going out to uh, San Francisco or back home to Chicago. Um, and so I made that decision and I, you know, called my mom that night to say, hey, I'm doing this. And her word, exact words were like, oh, thank God. You know, really? You have been not, you've been struggling for longer than you needed to, and you needed to figure this out on your own. But like, mm, thank on. God, get, you know, go. Like, you know, mm-hmm. which is a good sign when your parents are like, you know, hey, yeah. you, know, you need to do this. Yeah. Um, and then... Later that night, out of the blue, I had a college buddy call me. He was living in Oakland, California. And he's like, hey, you should come live in my spare bedroom for as long as you want and get things figured out because you need to be out here. And so the synchronicity of like making this bold action that morning, having some encouragement, and then this out of the blue opportunity you know, it really strikes home that the world conspires to help you mm. when you take old action towards what's in your heart. Ooh, I hope everybody wrote that down. The world conspires to help you when you take bold action to do what's in your heart. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Mm. So, um, yeah, that, that moment changed everything. So. Yeah. I really quickly packed up everything into my Honda Civic and <laughs> scooted from Arkansas to, to California to make sure he, he was, <laughs> wouldn't be like, actually, I thought about it. Change your but, mind, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I'm to take yeah. that opportunity. And, you know, 
Yeah, so I went back. I remember handing in my badge the last day at Walmart and just feeling this weight off my shoulder. And then by the time I had walked into the car, closed the door, and I start panicking because it's like, wow, this is real. Mm-hmm. Wow, did I just mess up my life, you know? <laughs> and it, it seemed that big. And I, I think it's really important that when you take a big risk or transformation, that it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. There were days where I thought I was like in control of my life and I was living my life to its fullest. I was super stoked to be doing what I wanted. And then the very next day I'd wake up and I'd be kind of freaked out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing? Like fetal position in my bedroom, rocking back and forth, yeah. you know, trying to manage that emotion. And, you know, it really comes down to that. Like, I think sometimes change is really a, pseudonym for stress management you know what Mm -hmm. when you're in a transformation your psychology will be projected on what's happening in your life and be amplified a lot so if you're going into it with like you know awesome psychology and feeling good and stuff that's going to be reflected back at you if you have any type of fears like expect that you're going to have fears and that's going to be reflected too um and that was a huge kind of learning point for me where it's like oh okay like if i can manage this i can still be productive on on the goal so yeah you know, I moved into oakland worked on that business ran out of money um but i knew so i burned the bridges with going back to walmart because i knew that i didn't want to do that anymore mm-hmm. the only way for so i had to burn that ship when i landed on the island out west mm-hmm. but i also knew that if push came to shove, I was in the heart of Silicon Valley and I could find another job if I needed to. Yes. If the, the business didn't work out. So I couldn't figure out how to make, have that business make money. So I just wanted to help people. So I ended up giving a bunch of stuff away for free and that was really fulfilling. And I learned mm-hmm. a lot about myself, about mm-hmm. business. And that's how I, uh, it, through that work actually is how I got the job at Apple. So nice. when I, um, the same guy was like, hey, you should, I had two weeks left of cash. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I need, to, I need to figure out something. He's like, oh, I have a buddy that's, you know, they're looking for people. You should go talk to them. And so I go into <laughs> the interview and it goes, okay, talk to the manager, talk to the team. And we're leaving. The manager's like, hey, is there anything else we should know about you before you go? And I'm like, well... I had, I've been working on this business. I have a website. I've been doing videos. And he's like, oh, can we pull it up? And so we saw all the work I had done last nine months and how, I mean, I was terrible in front of the camera. And he's like, hopefully we're not going to, we won't play this video for you, but did you figure out the lighting? Did you figure out how to record and stuff? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, he like shuts it down. He's like, you'll get paperwork on Monday. We want you. Like, and so that was, you could see like, yeah the switch in it and it connects all the dots backwards yes yeah it's like that effort even though in your mind like or even in your paycheck right you were struggling and struggling mm-hmm. but you didn't even know what that was going to lead to right but if you didn't put in all that work and do that you wouldn't you wouldn't have the job that you have or you wouldn't know about yourself what you know and that ability to struggle through it 
I think is huge. And something that's jumping up through all of this whole connective story that I love about you is the personal responsibility that you've taken for every single thing that you've done because it's so easy to blame and shame. It's so easy to get into that victim. Woe is me. I tried this thing for a couple of months and it didn't work out. And I'm a big failure and I suck. And you know, like you said, you do have those moments where you have that emotional roller coaster that comes. We all feel that. We all listen to that voice sometimes, but you can't stay there. Like I love that even from the beginning, you're like, I was in this relationship and it wasn't so good. And I thought, well, how can I change that for future relationships? You weren't like, wow, this girl I dated was terrible and putting the blame on, you're like, okay, you know, what did I do wrong in this situation or who I chose to, you know, be with, or I'm going to look at myself, right? And then that was kind of all along the way. You're like, you know, am I living my truth? I didn't like the answer to that question. So now I need to go and make a change. You know, so many people are waiting for other people to save them or they're waiting for permission from other people to say, it's okay, go do that. You didn't ask your mom's permission to make (laughs) that change. You were like, mom, this is what I'm doing. And we think that people don't, that people aren't aware of who we are and they are right? Like your mom wanted you to figure that out on your own, but she knew you were suffering. But Mm -hmm. she, instead of her coming and going, honey, Sean, what are you doing? Like she wanted you to take that personal responsibility and figure it out on your own. And it wasn't that you took risks that were crazy. They were calculated risks. Cause like you said, you moved to a, a highly profitable place. Whereas Brendan likes to say, you know, I believe in my ability to figure it out that you're like, well, if this doesn't work, then I I can get a job somewhere. I can make money somehow. Maybe it's not doing the job of my dreams, but you know, I'm still in a profitable place and you believe in your ability to be able to do that. So I just love that personal responsibility and that figuring it out and taking that personal power, I think is something that listeners really need to start thinking about like are you taking a personal responsibility are you doing everything that you can do before you go start looking at mentors and people and things and and then just that question of are you living your truth that's oh right you're like those are all those questions you're like I don't (laughs) want to answer this (laughs) but comfort is rough you know it's like comfort Mm -hmm. is what holds you in a certain place and you have to know when it's time to kind of jump. So, so you got in your car, drove out there, staying with your buddy, working on your high performance stuff, mucking your way through those videos, but at least you started. So many people won't even start, right? Like you look back at any, even Brendan, I remember he showed us his first like sales videos and things and they were <laughs> oh, yeah. awful, right? <laughs> and he was showing us with Life's Golden Ticket how he, the sales video for the book, he literally, him and his buddies, like they shot it like 300 times. It's like a two minute video. Mm-hmm. And like everything was just, you know, terrible. But it's like he had the guts to start. And that was you. You had the guts to make those videos and start, which then led to your job at Apple, which is amazing. 
right? Yeah. And led to future growth and like you said, learning about yourself. And so what was going through your brain when you, like, I want to go back a second okay. where you're like, I've got, you know, two weeks worth of pay left. And you're like, <laughs> like, were you like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done this. I'm such a loser. Or like, what was your mindset? Like when you literally were at like the lowest of the low, what was your mindset? And then how did you flip that? That I think was a very, it's a very good question. And it was, I was a very weird time because at that point, I wasn't, I, I remember feeling weird because I wasn't as worried as I thought I should have been. Mm, okay. Um, so, cause I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And again, the world conspired to help me because I thought that my butt, I was, I lived, wasn't living with the guy that I moved in. Yeah. Uh, Dave, if you're out there, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. You're forever grateful. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I felt like I was, I am very lucky. And in that time, I'm like, I've done a lot of work. Like, I'll, fi I'll figure it out. And so he called again out of the blue and was like, hey, my buddy is um, looking at, at Apple. You should go talk with him. And so I looked at the... Um, I guess it was just more like, I got to do this. Like, I didn't even like worry about the stress. It was like, so I looked at the job description and it, you know, it was a technical like software position. I hadn't done software. So at the end of my, my uh, Walmart career, I was a business analyst. So it was more talking with people and communicating between the business and the engineers. So I hadn't done software for three years at that point. Mm -hmm. And like, that is like, a hundred years in tech time because all the, the oh, description, I like, I like, I don't know that language or whatever, but it's like, okay, I have nothing to lose. Right. I'll still be, I, I felt more emboldened having taken that first jump that felt a little bit more yeah. and having rid that roller coaster a while where it's like, okay, I got to do this. I can figure this out. So I learned the language in a week, just like, yeah. hacking on it went to the the interview like they asked me some technical questions i'm like i don't know i'd use google to, to figure this yeah. out yeah. or talk with people and um yeah so that was kind of the, the mind space i was at, at that time you know um i love weird. that i love that though <laughs> that i think that's something to be said about you didn't try to bs your way through it Oh, like, you yeah. know, like, this is just my current reality, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think, again, when you're BSing your way through stuff, the world doesn't know. Like, I love how you said that. world conspires to help you. They don't know what to help you with if you're BSing your way through it. Instead of owning that reality and being like, I don't know about that. I would have to look that up. Or, you know, I'm not sure about this. Or just you know, this is my situation and I'm here at this interview because I want to do this or I, you know, or like, like you said, you should have been maybe more freaked out, but maybe <laughs> that was a piece of you knowing that it was going to work out. Yeah. Because you were now starting to live your truth, knowing that the road wasn't going to be easy, but you knew what you wanted. Yep. So really clarity is kind of like that first piece of this risk-taking you know, oh, yeah. We're giving you permission to take a risk, this risky behavior. <laughs> but I think the clarity 
And I guess that's going back to our, you know, are you living your truth? But then if you could give listeners a next question, then what do you think that is? So if they're saying, are you living your truth? And they're like, God, no, I am not. Mm -hmm. What's then that next question they should be asking themselves? What is my truth then? You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you're not living your truth, it's not, nobody in their life is like, hey, I know what my truth is and I'm going to do the exact opposite, right? (laughs) (laughs) Forget that path. That's too, that's too nice. I don't want to go down there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it would be the dream, but I'm I'm not ready for it. You know, maybe like you say, you're not ready for it. And maybe that is one of the things that's holding you back. But most of the time I think from the clients I've served and friends and just observing people, it's, you just get lost, you know, you get caught in the hustle and bustle, you get caught up in um, just life, you know? And Mm -hmm. the second thing um, that, as I was telling this story that kind of came to me when I was, before I actually made the jump out of corporate America, out of, out of Walmart, Mm -hmm. like I was, I was really anxious and kind of overwhelmed with the idea, which is, is a hundred percent normal. But the, the question that I keep, kept or I kind of discovered was like, where am I giving away my personal power? And that turned into where I have a lot more control over my situation than I even realized, you know, mm-hmm. I'm my choice to stay in that job. And the Walmart gig, I, the plan was to be there for two years and then figure out the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, life happened the student loans were kind of crazy. The economy crashed. And I was like, okay, what, are, you know, what am I going to do? I should stay here because it's safe. And that was realizing that that was a cho- choice that I made. Yes. Kind of conscious, kind of unconscious was a feeder into, are you living your truth? Because it's like, if I'm controlling, if I'm deciding to be here right now, mm-hmm. I can decide to, to be there right now too. And why why am I not doing that? You know, you start that type of question mm-hmm. process. Mm. Why am I not doing that? It's such a simple question, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but the answer to that is powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like that next question. Well, why am I not doing that? You know, even for you, it's like, well, I don't know this new techie stuff. Okay. Well, I'm going to go learn that. You know, yep. why am I not doing that? If it's because you don't know something, well then boom, there's your personal development action plan to go mm-hmm. learn that. I mean, nowadays, the beauty of technology is you can Google just about anything. There's probably a book written somewhere about it. Oh, yeah. There's probably a TED Talk somewhere about it. Like, there's so much at our fingertips that mm-hmm. you really can't use the excuse that I don't know how to do that. Like, that really isn't a fair excuse, right? Yeah. You know, and if but, you, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, that leads to a next level of question is like, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. What's... And for me, like making that jump, it was not being able to pay my student loans and forever owing money to the government because, you know, that is real, real fear because there's no way you either pay it off or you die in yeah, the United States. It's not States, going away. You know? Exactly. So it's yeah. not going away. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe a little hyperbolic, but it's the truth. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, understanding like what is the worst that could happen mm-hmm. then allows you to, to start formulating. So the, so 
when I said, you know, I burned the bridge at Walmart, I didn't want to go back there. You know, I knew that if that option was open, that I would slip back into that. But if I was still worried about my finances, so I needed something to fall back on when I moved to California in the heart of Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. like that was like, what's the worst that happens? Well, I moved to California and I get a, another tech job doing something else while I, I figure it out. Like that was mitigating that big fear. And so it's like, okay, if that's not an issue now, now what else is, what else do I fear? It's like, Oh, I might not know people. It's like join a bunch, uh, do a bunch of meetups. Like, okay, I got that fear down. Okay. What do you get? (laughs) You know, just kind of run down the list. And I think Tim Ferriss talks about this as he does a Ted talk about fears or um, Mm -hmm. what is it? Fear setting. So it's like listing all your fears and then figuring out what's the worst that could happen and then coming up with a plan to kind of, if you encounter it, this is what you do. Because 99% of the times, those fears aren't realized. And you'll realize that, hey, half of these are silly. Half of these are something that are really important to me. Mm-hmm. But if you have a, a, you know, a way to handle if I run out of money, then I need to go find another tech job, right? Right. Done. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's way easier to then take a, a big risk. And I'm doing air quotes mm-hmm. if you're, you're listening because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not really a risk. It's something that's calculated and it's moving your life forward, you know, and we all want to feel that forward momentum. It's calculated if you allow yourself the time to sit down and figure it out. Like you said, if you make that fear setting, if you run down that list and you're like, cool, if this happens, I'll do this. If this happens, I'll do that. If this, and maybe it's not even, you know, the exact answer, but you're like, I don't know if this happens, I'll talk to this person. If this happens, I'll, you've, Mm -hmm. you've gotta, if a happens, then this is B or if this happens and this is this. And it's not a fallback plan. It's a follow through plan. That you're like, yeah. cool, if this, is, if this happens, then I got this. This is what's going to happen. And again, it goes back to that. That's so cool that we're, we're pulling out that personal responsibility mm-hmm. piece is like such a common theme here. That personal responsibility and calculated risk-taking, you know, is, is, is connected. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Totally. And I love the, the wording you said with it's, it's following through. Mm-hmm. Because all of those actions weren't ever like wallow in mm-hmm. <laughs> the fear. It, it's you're going through the. You, you want to move forward. Like this is how I move forward if this happens. And of course, you can't encompass all of that, but that's part of the fun, you know. Totally, <laughs> totally. Because do you ever think about what your life would be like if you stayed? in corporate again and not to say that that was a bad job or not you know it just it it just i mean i'm sure it was great it's just the reality of what it was just wasn't your path where it wasn't Mm -hmm. where you were meant to end up maybe it's where you were start but it wasn't where you were meant to stay or end up and do you ever think about how different your life would be if you didn't take these calculated risks and you didn't sleep on your buddy's couch and you didn't make those videos that apple could see and you didn't choose to go to person you know high performance academy and become a chpc and do you ever mm-hmm. think about where your life would be if you stayed in that reality because it was comfortable and safer and calculated and easy kind of thing right yeah um 
probably so one of the things that also drove me to make that decision that you bring this up is I thought about my future if I hadn't done it at that moment and I probably would eventually have found someone and settled down and have kids and then telling the kids the story of my life. And I know this might be weird, but I was like, if I had, you know, what kind of lesson would I be teaching my, my future kids that I had an idea, a dream, and then I settled for what I knew because I was afraid to do anything differently. And that was a huge, another huge part of like, I got it. This is not my truth. Like it reinforced that, that idea that like, you got to do something, you know, like life is meant to be lived. You know, if you, and especially at that point in my life being younger and not tied down with anyone, like what do you have to lose? Like, Self-respect. That was the answer to that question was Mm. a lot of self-respect. And, you know, nobody ever wants to hear from a parent that you disappointed them. But I think a Mm. worst feeling is when you disappoint yourself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. Like that's where you're just like, damn, I could have done more. And I can say being a nurse by trade and Mm -hmm. being at a lot of people's life. And I know Brendan talks about this too, at the end of your life where his questions that I lived, that I loved, that I matter. Mm -hmm. I can echo the same thing. Nobody at the end of their life ever is like, you know, they don't care about the money they've made or the possessions they have or the certifications they have. It's like, did I live my truth? Like, did Mm -hmm. I live my life? to the fullest capacity. And it's like, you're right. I love that you don't even have kids yet, but you're thinking about that role modeling and that teaching. And it's like, how do I want my kids to remember me by? It's like, do I want them to say, well, dad was just average. Dad just settled. Dad just did this or, you know. Dad had a chance to serve and he chose not to take it. Like, oh, that's a gut punch, you know, Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah. So that is, wow. So whether you have kids, you're planning kids, or even if it's not kids, just looking at that legacy and what people are going to say about you. It's like, how do you want people to remember you? Because yeah, nobody ever makes a movie. Nothing that people are going to make a movie or a book out of your life, but like nobody ever makes a movie or a book about like that person that, you know, could have done that, but didn't, or, you know, it's like, it's like, you gotta, yeah, that's just, I don't even, I don't even want to add anything to that because that's just (laughs) good. And you're right. It's a gut punch. That's totally, totally a gut punch. So, so life now, So even though we say, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine and, you know, there are hard days and ups and downs. And that's the roller coaster of, I think, just life nowadays that we live, you know, it's like we need to speak more about that truth of the ins and outs of life and the ups and downs. So tell me a little bit about where your life is now, now that you, you know, kind of settled in and, but you're still pushing the limits in certain ways. So tell me a little bit about what life is like now. Uh, Okay. So, um, you know, I'm still an engineer at Apple. And then like you said, very graciously at the beginning of the podcast, um, you know, last three years, I've uh, been a high performance coach. And 
so I never gave up that personal development. And then when the opportunity to become a coach happened, I initially was like, Oh, I want to do this at my corporate job again. You know, I want to be a manager and I think coaching is a really good um, set of skills to help elevate people to help, you know, bring people up and challenge them when you need them. And um, so I took the opportunity to get certified as a high performance coach. And I, I remember like sitting in that, you know, that process, that week long process of intense training and just falling in love with the work and just realizing like, this is what I want to do when I'm grown up like this. this <laughs> is it. So that opportunity would have never happened or probably would not have happened if I had not mm-hmm. done the, the initial work and growing and that calculated jump. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so that's been going pretty well. And I've helped some amazing people um, do some amazing things and to just be a part of pushing them and and bringing them up has been a very distinct honor. I feel so fortunate to be able to, to to be part of that process. Um, So that's going awesome. I mean, the the course, my backup gig ended up being Apple. Like how crazy is that? (laughs) Like I am like such a lucky guy. Like, I feel very fortunate. Um, I did a lot of work and a lot of hard work to be able to take advantage of that, that, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still like half of that, more than half of that is just being at the right place at the right time. So Mm -hmm. that's going well. I'm in a lovely relationship right now um, in the works of getting engaged. So I'm figuring out the the ring stuff now. with Ashley, so if she's listening, nobody be worried that the beans are going to be spilled. Like, Spoiler alert, right? Yeah. <laughs> she knows, yes. She knows that it's, it's on the horizon, and um, that's amazing. It's super fulfilling, and um, she's a therapist, so we both mm. have that service to help people in our hearts, and we connect on that all very deeply, and I'm, again, very, a very lucky guy to have found someone like that. So awesome. uh, life is more amazing than I imagined it would be, you know, in 2012 when I went out into the world with my car full of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Right. And listeners can't see it, but if you could, cause we're on live video here. If you could see Sean's face, he is beaming so big, (laughs) so bright. And if that isn't a testimonial to, are you living your truth? I don't know what it (laughs) is. Oh, right. Thanks. Yeah. Totally. And again, it's you know it probably is a little bit of serendipitous luck, but it's also as we said, being willing to throw your stuff in a car, <laughs> drive, and take risks and make videos <laughs> and just put yourself out there and do you to the best that you can do you. So you know, it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to be anybody else but yourself out there answering those questions. Are you living your truth? What is your truth? Where are you giving away your personal power? What are you afraid of? You know, if if this happens, what you gonna do about that? How are you gonna figure that out? And like you said, the world conspires to help you when you take that bold action that you know is in your heart. Oh, Sean, (laughs) so good. This is gonna be a podcast. We're going to go back and listen to over and over and over again. If you're driving, if you're doing laundry, 
go back, replay this, grab a pen and paper because there's so much good nuggets in this, you know, 45 minutes or so that we spent together. Really take the time to answer these questions because I really think it's going to change your reality your truth. Now, if you want to keep in touch with Sean, get to know him a little more, how he can help you and serve you. He's got Sean, I'll put this in the notes, so don't worry if you don't have a pen and paper, but <laughs> seanbutner.com backslash coaching, or you can find him on Facebook at Sean, B-U-T-T-N-E-R, Butner Coaching there as well. So make sure that you stay connected to him. And I can't wait to hear about all the amazing things with Apple and your CHPC and the ring and the engagement and just craziness <laughs> that's happening in your life. I'm so excited to keep in touch with you and hear how that all works out and goes. You know it's going to be amazing. Or you know, no matter what, you're going to figure it out, right? Figure it out. Totally, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Do you have any last words for listeners? Uh, if there's one more thing I could impart, yeah. I just want to let everyone know that you're more powerful than you, you realize, mm -hmm. and you got it. So whatever is going on in your life, you know, Big struggles, small struggles, you are more capable at handling it than you probably give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. So believe that because, you know, I'm sure Lisa believes it. I know I do. Like, we are here to, to help cheer you on and support you. You guys got this. Go out there and, and just crush it, okay? <gasps> Love it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again on the Lisa Pizik Show. You've been listening to The Lisa Pizik Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.